Welcome to Let's Talk About Treks, an episodic review of today's visions of the future featuring Earl Grey and Jack Dorino. Penultimately, Jack and Earl are waging Star Trek Discovery Season 1, Episode 14, The War Without, The War Within. I'm so glad that the first thing that they get to is sending the dots out to change the I to <laughs> back to a U. Yeah, that's 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 the first thing you gotta do whenever you're crossing universes is you have to get your uh, your DRDs to go out and make sure that you look like you're in the right universe. Which... Well, and the way Michael disarms the Emperor really quickly here. Well, you know, you gotta do that instantly because she's definitely going to kill Saru and eat him alive. That's the whole thing. <laughs> so, so we we've seen this transporter attendant uh, before. Do you know lovely. who he? The actor is. Do you know, you know I, what the character's name is? I, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> well, and he seems so young too, but uh, very young. The other thing, the other thing I want to know is: Are transporter attendants like flight attendants? Can they bring me a, a pillow, a blanket, and a sugar-free cola? I don't think so. <laughs> I think they have to stay right there. No, they they gotta stay right there. They gotta stay in that room. Can't keep the put blankets and pillows in that room. We keep the blankets and pillows in the shuttle bay. Oh, okay. Now watch here very carefully, right there. Saru just copped a feel. Yeah. Totally that was just copped a feel. Clearly unintentional. He did put a hand on her arm to stop her. And yeah. Yeah, it does look like maybe if he you know, but she has got that big old metal plate right there. So it's like he's just checking to see if it's plastic. You're like, is it three pieces of plastic or is it metal? I wonder what he felt. And and if a gay man cops a feel, does that count? Is it no, I don't think he does. I don't think oh, it counts okay. at all. Um, from personal experience, <laughs> it absolutely does not count. From personal experience, I've, I've, what was happening, homie? You have no idea. So I was with a, a group of my friends, right? And we were just talking to chatting, and like things were lively. And I turned around, somehow with my arm, with my hand raised, and I perfectly cupped. <laughs> I perfectly cupped this woman's, this woman's like right tit, and we both looked like stared at each other for a second, and then I pulled my hand away, and then we both looked like laughed, like it was the most hilarious thing. And I think everybody else around us laughed too. And I apologized like eighty-five times, and she was like, uh, "Obviously, I don't give a like come on." So they're talking about Tyler, and they yes. use the phrase uh, reassignment procedure. Yes, as if he's got a, a gender thing going on. Well, I was wondering, is is he a transspecies? I think human? he's a transspecial. Yeah, I think that's, that's transspecial human. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't know that he's a human because they say they don't know really what he is. I think he's a. I don't know what he is either. Like, I don't know what his DNA holds. I don't know if he, like, if they changed his DNA, like, because everything they described about the procedure to create this guy is like surgical i was basing it off of the the terms transgender man being born female turning into a man so if he is born klingon turning into a human then oh. he's a trans species human sure he's a transhuman oh okay i got you yes yes transhuman rights transhumans matter too <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah, that's super interesting. Well, and I just realized this watching this episode again for the first time. Uh -huh. Is um, are they making another attempt at explaining why there are smooth forehead Klingons? You know, it's. it's I don't think they are. All the all these Although, I mean, candidates. that could be yeah, it could be a really good, uh, really good uh, explanation. However. Like we would need to have further explanation of that, and it would trample on the explanation that we have already from Deep Space Nine. But and and, and Enterprise, maybe it doesn't because the, the explanation Worf gave us was well, the, yeah, was two, two, kind of two different explanations. Like Worf's explanation was like we don't we don't we don't talk about that. Like, we don't. Yeah, which could be like well, you know, we do some spy shit, and like we, I don't really like the fact that Klingon Empire. Keeps doing deceit, devi deceitful, devious shit. Like because this was supposed to be uh, all honorable and true. And then the uh, the was the who caused the augment virus in Enterprise? Was that caused by humans or caused by Klingons? Or I think it was Romulans. It might have had something to do with some a, a Klingon sect that was trying to do something nefarious. But I'm pretty sure it was mostly Romulan. 
it would have been super interesting if they had uh, been able to connect all that together. I mean, there's no reason there couldn't be more than one reason for any particular Klingon to have a smooth forehead. Come again? There, There's no reason that any... That, that there couldn't be more than one reason why some Klingons have smooth foreheads or had smooth uh, foreheads. Sure, some sure, of them sure, could but... be Manchurian candidates and others could be affected by the gen genetic virus. Okay, okay, I got you on that. Yeah, sure, that could be, yeah, yeah, that could be multiple reasons, multiple vectors as to why they would have, huh. I wonder yeah. if that means that something about the Klingon biology may, makes them particularly, yeah, so I imagine the redundancy is the same thing as say dwarf would make them particularly susceptible to being able to be reformed into something else. <laughs> okay. Because, like, like I said, all, everything Laurel talked about, most of what Laurel talked about is described like surgical, like physically surgical stuff, like not necessarily like. Yeah. So you mentioned a blending of the psyche, but that was the, the only like reference to like what happened with his brain. Um, yeah. So I don't know who's, but then, but then, so Tyler mentions they shaved out, they shaved down his fingertips, right? But they also mentioned well, that they flayed his skin. So like, who's, who do they take? Are they saying they crunched it's, down? Are they saying they took his skin off? took Volk's skin off, crunched him down, and then put Tyler's skin on him? Is that, and then, but, but also put his brain in? It's really, I, I'm well, very confused about what, could, how Could they worked. have been being metaphorical at any of those? Like, he took off at the end of his fingertips by scratching at his own chest and bloodying his own chest. It, from <sighs> a certain point of view. I, I, well, it sounds like so. Discovery has this thing that they do, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm going to assume they're doing it intentionally because why wouldn't you do it intentionally? They're they're creating like space for lots of books to be written. <laughs> I guess the books aren't coming fast enough. Like we're like <laughs> we you know like the at the rate at which they drop threads on this show or like mm -hmm. don't fully flesh out things on this show, you could, we they could do a book a month, you know, like easily. Mm -hmm. Well, but books take time to be written, and often, you know, I mean, you can't get, just like, I mean, you might be able to get a script out in a week, because uh, it's only an hour-long episode. If you were to write a script the length that you write a book, that script would probably be a multiple-hour-long episode. Oh, yeah, it would be like an entire Marvel Universe crossover event. <laughs> you know, starting with like, I don't know, what was the first one? Like, starting with, I don't know, who was it? It was, I don't know, Captain America. Iron Man 1? Yeah, there you go, Iron Man, starting with Iron Man going all the way to the end of the big ring war, the War of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel, the War of the Rings. Sure, okay, whatever. I mean, so, it was about um, rings. <laughs> say, moving on. <laughs> they're, they're showing these green crystals now. We're, did we see them before? Yes, yeah, so... <sighs> Is this the first appearance of them no, now man. that we're back in the no, time timeline? They, and I, now don't, we... I don't believe so. I would wager that if we go back and check, they were in last episode as well. Oh, okay. So I, I'm not sure what these crystals are mm -hmm. at all. What could they be? Are they? You know, I assumed I, that maybe they were dilithium. Well, well, no. We already established that they're time crystals. What? Oh, time? What's a time <laughs> crystal? We're in season one. Yeah, I know. Um, so, uh, what are you talking about? This is the time. What's the time? Are you making that up? No. I mean, I, <laughs> well, I'm not I think gonna that... pretend that we haven't at least seen season two before. No, no, absolutely. So here's the thing. Like, so this is that thing that I was telling you about. Like, Discovery writers, production team, whatever. They throw stuff in to get back to mm -hmm. it later like i think that the time crystals when i realized like towards the like halfway into the season well actually i think i realized at season one at the beginning of season two that they changed but i didn't realize wh what the hell it was because like, okay. they go from or was it in season three that you know i'm all lost on how it happened but like i i feel like they've been there the whole time and we just don't really notice them Okay. Having trouble believing. No, I mean, I I notice them. I'm watching the 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 credits almost every time. So. Oh, are you? So <laughs> it's kind of sucks that the only thing she has to shoot is the the uh, uh, the cookies. 
Yeah, yeah, the Lorca cookies. Those those things. That's what I call them nowadays. Whenever <laughs> I go to like a Chinese food <laughs> place, the Lorca cookies. I uh, I don't want to miss though, the fact that um, Sarek is a rapist, in every universe. <laughs> like, because both Sereks have now raped. Uh, well, he's only uh, done it know, when he had to out of necessity. I mean, when is, so whenever is hasn't... rape a necessity, sir? How <laughs> would you explain that to me? No comment. Yeah. <laughs> because it's that's like it's definitely definitely what uh. But, so like even even to the point where like he's he's wearing he's wearing black leather. <laughs> if I know anything about bad guys, <laughs> the bad guys wear black leather. Well, he's <laughs> worn black leather this whole series. Uh, so. I know. So what are they, what have they been trying to tell us? Because not to flash forward to season three, but there is a villain in season three who's also wearing black leather. And like her whole team wears black leather, so like they they know what they're doing with the black leather, right? Like, yeah. the um, it seems to me that okay. So coming aboard the ship, Katrina, the Admiral Cornwell, uh, yeah, she first asked for Captain Lorca. That's the first thing she asked for. Right? Yeah, we're in the briefing room. Like the first thing she hits on is I'm gonna blow something up in honor of Captain Lorca. Okay, cool. We go to see. Uh, 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 I, I feel like we was it when we get to see Giorgio, she does it too. But in any case, she seems obsessed with Captain, right? So I wonder, like, is there some sort of this is another like is this another novel? Is there a love story there that like they're telling us from a different perspective? Do you think like? Well, I mean, we we already know that um, Lorca and Admiral Cornwall have a previous history together. The prime prime Lorca and and Admiral Cornwall have a previous history together. Otherwise, she wouldn't have slept with the other Lorca, thinking that he was him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I wonder if she maybe she didn't ever sleep with the prime Lorca. One thing that's good. Also, I I noticed that in the briefing. I don't know why I thought of it just now, but we know what happened to prime. Yeah, to prime Lorca. Because I guess no no lone Starfleet officer would be able to survive in that universe. So my Lorca is dead. So where was he? I'm so confused because. The discovery well, I mean, switched places with itself, right? So the discovery yeah, ends up near the That doesn't mean that. I mean, Tilly was the captain of discovery in oh the, the mirror universe. So then, why did um, we see her there still? Who? Where? Oh, because we were aboard discovery. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we didn't. Oh, so she's okay. So she's been destroyed with the. Oh, so was she part of the coup against? Was she like what? Were Lorca and? Burnham perhaps on that ship, do you think? The Discovery? Uh the ISS Discovery? Yeah. I don't know. I think that Lorca keeps she... telling the story about he switched in the uh, he was in the he was in the Baran and they hit an ion storm. So how did he end up on Discovery? Well, I mean, he's been in the prime universe for a long, long time at least a year I mean once a captain loses a ship they don't just you know shelve him forever they're going to reassign him okay Get so him this is two different again. two different swaps that happened apparently because there was him no. yeah yeah because Only. it has to be him swapping with himself like a year before yeah. discovery happens and then they swap places with the ISS discovery when they go to the mirror universe yeah um, I mean the other thing that could have happened is that the prime Lorca might have died when the uh, what's the ship the USS the Baran, Baran yeah uh, was destroyed and that is the in and th whatever caused that incidence to happen was how um, the brands basically switched places but they were both being destroyed and Lorca Mirror was the one who was being surviving, but Lorca Prime was 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 dying. So there was nobody to trade places with. He was just he assumed his role. That's that's one possibility. I mean, I'm sure we might find out in the book about Lorca because you you talk you've talked to me about it off off. Mic. Yeah, they haven't actually uh, like hit the moment of like we haven't they haven't. If I recall correctly, I maybe I could need to go back and check, but I don't think they've hit the moment of when Lorca switched and what the frell happened to Discovery when it came back, like or with ISS Discovery when it switched came over. I mean, we 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 went over it briefly here, you know. Well, 
Mirror Lorca was never assigned to the ISS Discovery. Right, right, right. He was on the Baran. He well, was on okay. the he was okay. on Mirror Baran. Right, right, right because Tilly uh, had that, Discovery, which was the same ship that attacked the the, the Emperor's big giant city ship, and the Charon. Charon, thank you. Yeah, the, it was the Baran that was attacking the Charon at the end of the uh, prime, uh, Mirror Universe arc. Was it? Now I don't. I don't remember that. Not to. Well, I mean, it was a. I, I don't know for sure. It was a four warp nacelle ship. Oh, that yeah, that's that's sufficient. That's sufficient evidence for me, sir. I. I. I mean, I only know that it wasn't the Discovery. Gotcha. And who knows how people are assigned to duties in the mirror universe if you just have to take it or sometimes they actually are promoted and actually are assigned a ship. I mean, so we've seen a promotion happen in the mirror universe that was not violent. Well, it was a little violent. Okay. It was when the, it was when the, uh, the Emperor makes this guy uh, the, the Emperor of Andor. You remember this? But she like offs her whole cabinet first and is like, hey, clean this up, don't tell anybody in your kingdom. Yeah. So we're, we're in this scene in the uh, mess hall with uh, Tyler and sure. a lot of the lower decks people. So we're all, yeah. And uh, I, I, when I was watching this just a few minutes ago, I found myself very touched by the scene and I wasn't sure why. Do you have a an opinion or an I may have a clue as to why you might be so touched by it. I think that you uh, are a person who maybe has experienced something very similar. Um, I think that. Well, I mean, I certainly haven't murdered anybody. Let's make that well, clear. Well, yes, but I I think that there are some things in the past that people would uh, feel that they were right in treating you as if you had murdered someone. Okay. Um, because you know people are right for whatever they feel, no matter how out of proportion it's blown, because because of their perspective, right? Mm -hmm. um, because some people's perspective is like, I you know I've never known anybody who's ever done anything wrong personally, you know. So if they, so the first person they might come across that has done something wrong could be, uh, could bear the responsibility of of all wrongness for that person. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the, the the one thing that they are being told, though, is that this is not the person that did those things wrong. This is sure. somehow not him. So he's not responsible for those things, even though he looks exactly like that person. Uh, in a way, it's almost the uh, cliche uh, evil twin. Yes. So um, I, I have a friend. So they're, they're treating him like just a second. Uh -huh. So they are treating him like he was supposed to be treated when he was the original Ash Tyler, if there ever was an original Ash Tyler. I'm sorry, go ahead. So there's a, there's a redemption arc here. Um, there's there's yeah. the, you know, people are allowed to change and people are allowed yes. to make mistakes and overcome them and move past them. Um, but uh, as I've been, uh, there's a phrase that I've been uh, giving to my partner, Chris, um, and uh, to describe how we interact and create the I tell them like we create the universe around us so we, we have to be putting out XYZ in order to get XYZ back right so sure, like you yeah. can't do you can't do evil for evil and you have to overlook things and if you if you put out uh, hardness negativity towards a person what mm -hmm. do you expect to get back so like you're not going like, to get positivity and optimism uh, you sure aren't the, the, the people who are here uh, with us on this planet right now I hate it kind of hurts to say but they're the most important people like you can't if you turn them if you turn away from them then their world is a little bit darker your world is a little bit darker whether you even know it or not yeah yeah so it always pays to you know err on the side of forgiveness and grace you know like, yeah. I feel like that's those are important qualities um, which, of course, you know, Paul Stamets has trouble expressing. <laughs> well, right. yeah, he, he, I mean, he at least acknowledges that somebody, that he is a normal human now, and he has at least these normal feelings that, sh quote, normal feelings that show that he understands that the things that the body of 
the body did, no matter who it was inhabited by at the time. Um, you know, he kind of understands that he's not responsible for that, but he, at the same time, he still is. Because yeah, something I, was in control of that body, and something was the one who reached out and broke his partner's neck. You know, in a so in a sense, like I, I think this is a so this is interesting. A interestingly, this is a treatment of the Locutus storyline, right? That we didn't get all those years ago mm -hmm. when when the Locutus thing happened, sure. like where a Starfleet officer was taken over by an alien force and forced to do reprehensible things and then returned to duty as if. Well, it's cool. I mean, like, I don't understand how there, the bridge there was crew a of brief the encounter between there was a brief <clears throat> encounter between Picard and Cisco. Yeah, I mean, but that's to be fair, Cisco would not have had a positive interaction with anyone at that time. He he wanted to go home. He wanted to chill at uh, Utopia Planitia, and he wanted to like raise his kid and be left the f alone. But uh -huh. they wanted him to go all the way out in this back. Like he was he was not gonna. It, it didn't matter who it was. It, Cisco found an easy mark. And he used it and he yeah. like vented himself on that and then you know later when he went when he worked through it during the episode he comes back and he's like oh by the way we cool y'all can go have a good day thank you don't <laughs> don't turn to my report you know whatever peace out <laughs> you know yeah um i think that was more about cisco than other... card is my point i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> okay one of the other things i was wondering is um wouldn't Starbase One be in orbit around Earth? Why, Dude, isn't it? Though, what is, planet is that that they're orbiting? So when they I, get there. I was also confused that I I thought that was Earth, and then they they left, and I'm like, what? Where are they going? <laughs> like, is that if because it's that Earth, you better stick around. Like, if there's Klingons swarming that station, you better blow that station to hell. But they, so I think maybe I must have been confused about where Starbase One, Starbase One was because, I, it's not reasonable to me that they would leave. I mean, right. I mean, they, Earth is supposedly in Sector 001. Correct. Why wouldn't the station that is in, why wouldn't the Starbase that's in Sector 001 be Starbase 1? Um, On the same hand, are they distinguishing between a Starbase and a space, space station. station? So, funny thing. So, so uh, Memory like Alpha, space dock uh, and, memory, actually, memory Alpha says Starbase 1. <laughs> Starbase One was a Federation Starbase One type space station administered by Starfleet. So it seems to me as if maybe they're using the terms Starbase and Space Station interchangeably. Um, okay. But I'm not sure that I can call that that because I don't think that a space station has to have like docking and refurbishing um, equipment. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, let's take. Deep Space Nine, for example. Why is it called Deep Space Nine when no other starbase or space station or orbitary platform is called Deep Space Anything? Uh, well, so at that uh, point... Presumably there'd be eight other ones at least. Sure. I, yeah. Uh, my assumption is that there are eight of... The, the, at the time, there were eight other deep space stations um, that were, you know, past Federation borders. Uh, in Discovery, at some point, I believe it's season three there's a mention of or no it wasn't season three it was uh there's a mention of a starbase 254 or something like that uh, deep space 254 mm -hmm. yeah 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 so i don't know when that was but it seems like deep space 254 would have been long after the time of deep space nine um for some reason yeah. i have katrina cornwell saying it in my oh, head but I mean, I, that could be right the... ds9 certainly could have still been there by in, in 930 years uh yeah yeah could be could be i i'm i'm i know we're gonna get there sometime <laughs> and i just am very curious to see what's going on with that whole yeah. area um, and then i think in, in tr tr uh the trouble with tribbles isn't that called deep space k7 that is dsk7 that's interesting that's very interesting but um, it has a letter and a number designation yeah uh that is that is, I, I wonder if that is something to do with it being along the neutral zone. Okay, the Klingon Federation neutral zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah. was, it was. Um, because let's not forget, there's always been, or at least, in, in 
TOS time, there is both a Federation Klingon and a Federation Romulan neutral zone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't, I don't think they intertwine. I don't believe they intertwine either because I don't think the Klingons and the Romulans share a border. I think the Klingons are in the are, are like over in the beta, the beta, beta quadrant, and the Romulans are like closer to Delta, which would make sense because of the Borg come from that direction, right? They do. Yeah, in the Delta quadrant. That's that's where Voyager found like the, their home nest was in was in the Delta quadrant, if I'm not mistaken. I well, yeah, but the Romulan. You you okay? The way it sounded is like you came that they came through the Romulan space to they get did. to Federation. Space. They did. The Romulans thought that it was us blowing blowing up stuff on their border, and came to, to ask Picard about it. Like, and by the way, we're well, back. Well, they, um, but they would have detected them long before they got to the Federation Romulan border, um, if they were going through their space to get to Federation space. This is true. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point. They could have been going like along the line, and it's not a straight line, and they're going or, in a straight line. So they're weaving. Or I know in it sounds crazy, each... but the Romulans could be lying. <laughs> well, that's true. But the whole thing. So there's one thing I like about Admiral Cornwall, and she's definitely not a desk jockey admiral. Oh no, 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 not at all, not at all. She's 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 kind of a bad admiral, though. I'll tell you. In, in what respect? She is fully in line and was 100% aware of the plan to bring a freaking hydro bomb into the Klingon homeworld and blow it the fuck up. Like, she was with it. She was with the shits entirely. Okay. That's not cool, um, man. Oh. <laughs> we're going to, we're Starfleet. We're going to blow up someone's homeworld? Are you kidding me? Girl. Well, I mean, the, the, we'll she's home. heard it from two sources now that that's the only way to defeat the Klingons is to conquer them. Um, why does she believe it? Isn't she Starfleet? Why does she believe what? The only way to... Well, Lorel has told her the only way to defeat my people is to uh, conquer us. See, and then Mike... I don't remember what that means, but okay. Go ahead. If you want, go ahead. If you want war, prepare. If you want peace, prepare for war. Oh, that's right. Um, and then... She's been told indirectly by the by the emperor through Michael that mm. the only way to defeat the Klingons is by conquering them. This is true. This is true. The most aggressive means possible. This is and fast strange. and you know I mean yeah. she describes the planet being you know a, a bur burnt out husk. Now fortunately they're able to find more or less an alternative, but uh, we we do kind of have to. Beat them back into their own space. Well, I, I think we, uh, I think we did a, I think we did a uh, Kobayashi Maru solution here. We kind of thought outside the box, and we basically allowed the Klingons to conquer themselves. Oh, okay. Um, I think that the idea of following, because because we were being torn apart because there were so many different factions, right? So they're like, and the, that's why they told Lorel, like, it's not, it's not a Klingon Empire symbol. It's a house, uh, was it House Mokai? Yeah. House Mokai symbol. And uh, I, I don't so remember what it was. To, but yeah. to reunite the Klingons would be to have only one enemy instead of 24, right? Mm. So you give the power to just one to one house. And that way you've, you allow them to conquer themselves force them to conquer themselves yeah yep. and then like if they fumble the ball they're gonna blow up their own home world <laughs> and does that does that absolve us of responsibility it, like if they fumble, if they fumble the ball the ball being the oh. hydro bomb that's down there like yeah. what if what if uh you know because you know they didn't they don't they don't believe her so you know she has to show them mm -hmm. so like are we on the next episode yet is that what's happening right here <laughs> <laughs> jumping episodes I, I don't know we're we're still on uh, the war within the war without. War yeah, yeah. Which other way? Um, <laughs> but I think that I think that's a I think, that, I think it, the actual method of the Klingon homeworlds uh, defeat, in a sense, is a conversation for the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're looking at uh, Sarek talking to Emperor Georgeau. Indeed. The, the one thing I'm wondering is like, uh, why is he called her Captain Giorgio? <laughs> like he's very pointed about the way he inflects the the name, as if this is Emperor Giorgio and that's Emperor Gio and that's Captain Giorgio. 
I don't know if, if you heard that. But I... Well, I mean, I I don't know. I I, I don't think I did. The, the one thing I don't know understand is why he's inter even entertaining a, her desire to speak with them. Yeah, because she wants to see the guy who raised the other Michael. Well, she does, but why does he care? Why does he go to see her at all? Oh, I think that he would take any opportunity to go and see her because she's just a fascination. Like, oh, okay. if, if anything is going to set a Vulcan's uh -huh. eyebrow up and his mouth to say fascinating, it is someone from the mirror universe. Um, especially if they've moved okay. in time because the Vulcan Science Council has determined that time travel is impossible. Well, I mean, obviously, the, at this point, the Vulcan Science Council no longer holds that opinion. Yeah, you think? Maybe there's something else that he can learn from her, which would be interesting. I, I mean, anything he can learn from her would be fascinating yeah. and interesting. Yeah. So, uh, in a few moments here, he's about to say, uh, do not regret loving someone, Michael. Mm -hmm. And I was curious, who do you think he's talking about? Do you think he's talking about regretting loving Tyler? Or do you think he's talking about regretting loving Philippa? Oh, I, I thought that he was... I thought that he was talking about himself, about her loving him, because it he would be an embarrassment. That was another one that I was considering, but yeah, it would be an embarrassment for in Vulcan society for you know for that to be that expression of love. But for her, I think he's starting to see the error of his ways in trying to trying to be so Vulcan with her and not allowing her her okay. human side, um, at least in his okay. presence, because then she has to be something different for him than she is for the entire universe and so th mm -hmm. that way they can't be close because she can't she can't come to him in the same way that you know Tyler didn't go to her when she, he needed help she, he, he wants Zarek wants uh, Michael to be able to f feel like she can come to him if she needs something and in order to do that she has to be able to give her, her give him her, her whole self which includes yeah. all that human emotion yeah okay I, I mean, I, I don't see why it doesn't have to, it, it, it can't apply to all three people, but. This is true. This is true. I think it's, um, I mean, makes sense as to why it was stated so, so vaguely without a, without yeah. a certain, you know, without a certain object. Well, I, I wasn't clear why he left. What was his mission? It wasn't to go to Kronos. I'm not bringing the ambassador no. to Vulcan to Kronos. Come now. Well, How irresponsible true. of us! What if, what if we lose the ship and we lost the Vulcan ambassador, and then the Vulcans would be yeah. all mad at us because we tried to we, because we brought their ambassador on a suicide mission and then blew up the ship in the middle of the thing on like lots of things could go wrong. We get Sarek <laughs> the f out of here. Yeah. So his job as the ambassador in in, the, in that instance is over, and he's just leaving. So why was he there? Speaking of which, um, was it specifically he to was mind traveling with the admiral? Yeah, he was sure. traveling with the admiral. The admiral needed him to mind melt with them to confirm that. I mean, they they've just been spending nine months losing the war and probably trying to trace down the ISS discovery and, and battle them and stop them for whatever they were doing. I don't think they knew that it was the ISS discovery. I mean, well, that's the other thing, yeah. But, I mean, we have no idea what they were getting up to, but they could have been kind of faced with uh, a two-front war. Maybe that's why some of, you know, so much of, of Federation space was lost. Sure. Well, indeed, they were facing a 24-front war, if I understand the, the metrics properly. Oh, because of each individual house of the yeah. Klingon world? But then yeah. also you have the... 25th front of the ISS Discovery pretending to be the USS Discovery. Sure, I don't think that they uh, battled them, though. I think I, I imagine that, in pretty short order, after the ISS Discovery showed up, they were probably very easily handled by the Klingon military, because they weren't prepared for the Klingons to have a military that was formidable enough to, you know, come up against their vessels. Well, yeah, that's true. They're, they're using a very different Klingon homeworld, which is not an empire. But then, I mean, if they were very quickly dispatched with, then why was there any question about whether or not this discovery was the USS discovery or the ISS discovery? Why did they have to board them with phasers pulled and drawn? Well, they, oh, that's a good point. 
that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they just didn't realize it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So maybe, maybe maybe they thought that was a regular discovery, right? So discovery blows up, and then they find this other discovery pop up out of nowhere. Like, what? So they have to go on, and, uh-huh. and find out what the hell's going on here. Hmm. Um. Because like, there's no way you're a discovery. So we saw you guys blow up. Hell's going on here? Yep. Yep. So the only thing about you know when when Tilly has she already talk to Tilly and, and yeah she did when Tilly is like reading reading Michael the riot act about Tyler and saying hey you know you got you got to accept that you're being told about his identity and who this is and I, I the only the only note I have on that is just whoa you know she's speaking deeply and thinking and presenting very deep information to Michael and it's like she is I very powerful I wonder if it's fair of her to say all that though, because um, she she was in a, a relationship with someone. Uh, Michael had been in a relationship with someone who was basically lying to her the whole time. Like, and 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 I understand the idea of like he put his hands around her neck, and she that's all she sees now is Volk there, and like uh-huh. everyone she every person she's ever known in that body was Volk, mm. but. Tyler says he was there and he says he loves her, but how would he know? Because yeah. apparently he wasn't in control enough to come to her and say, Hey, I think there's something weird going on. Like it's I know it sounds crazy, but like can y'all just like take me out of sick bay and like check me out? Because I think like maybe maybe I, I I don't know, I think there's some Klingon stuff going on here and I, I feel like maybe something happened to me. <laughs> but he's he well, I, I, mean, I feel like he said that you know what you know what come to think of it, hold on a second. I realized, just realized, I remember him saying that he thinks they did something to him. He thinks they brainwashed him or something. Yeah, and it took a little bit. I mean, he had to go to Culper to try and get some help. And he was the right. only one that kind of really listened to him. So fact is, he did go to her. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, either way, he has no right to say what he's saying. Because the things he's saying, like, even in being understanding, I think that the crew yeah. coming to him and and giving him like conf like I think they gave him too much confidence. He should have been confident enough to say you know things like you fell in love with Klingon because I don't think that in the position that he in the position where he was being that Klingon she fell in love with. I don't think he saw that from that perspective. I don't think he he even yeah. realized oh her parents were murdered by Klingons and she fell in love with Klingon until after the crew came to him and started talking to him and you know letting him you know mm-hmm. uh, you know letting him vent and air out and I think that he he got I don't think they necessarily did that with her or maybe she didn't allow them to mm-hmm. but like if he understood her position there is no way that he would have said the things that he said in that room however well yeah he is wrong of saying that he didn't come to her because he clearly did come to him to come to her like he did okay and he was clearly Um, like a little off on the way down to (laughs) on the way down to that (laughs) that firewolf planet like he was not really okay and she had to be like get together get together instead of her being like are you okay maybe we shouldn't do this she's like get together so like i gotta put that on her it's not his right to say that to her it's everybody else in the universe's right to say that to her but him (laughs) he shouldn't be the one saying it but unfortunately what what room is to take sorry to take you so far off topic but what room is this yeah i'm very curious about this this airlock place because uh the canisters on the wall this is not a regular quarters and it's not the brig uh, I don't yeah, think yeah. it's the brig. I don't. Is it? The, it's not the brig. There's no, there's no guards there. I mean, he's certain. No, there's not. He certainly maybe just found a place to go and look out the window and look at what's going on, because he has no other access to be able to see what's going on outside of the ship. I don't know. It just seems like an odd room, though. It really is. It's uh. You it's know. you know what it is. <laughs> it's the same room where the junior officers have their quarters. Because like if you just pan over a little bit to the left, you'll see it's a mariner's uh, bunk, and then uh, with the guy, I don't remember any of their names. But this is what it looks like. It's like one of those, one of those hallways from lower decks where like just over her left shoulder is like someone's bunk, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because it, that it's just the end of the the uh, the corridor is where right. their bunks are, and they don't really have rooms or even privacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I think's where they are. They, they made the uh, lower decks people move out for a minute so that they could uh, yeah. have this conversation. 
I, I the story the story is uh so like i just thinking about the story like like from a detached perspective where like this is the story of a starfleet officer who by the way was was raised by section 31 parents right <laughs> so she's raised by section was 31 he? parent no she was oh she was now, our parents yeah. were section 31. she may not have known but starfleet officer who was raised by section 31 parents and falls in love with this klingon spy who's been surgically altered to look human it's a really yeah, interesting yeah. story and like, like the, scene, the scene when they're like looking out out of the strangely shaped and sized window. Yes, you are correct. That's they have like a whole whole big like full body length window for some reason at this section. But the two of them looking out the window together and just like realizing what the story is. I feel like the story should be like more. Some I don't know something more like huh. I can't imagine what like it's very it's very well fleshed out. But I feel like there's something I don't know. There's something that. It's a great story. I love it. But there's something that just falls hollow to me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay. I mean, I love it. It's great. Maybe, it's Star maybe it'll Trek come to you at another back. point. If, perhaps it will. Perhaps it will. There's something. Just there's a sense of excitement that's like not there somehow. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Huh. Okay. Like I feel like maybe they should have had some more time together. You know. Well, um, I don't remember what happens to his character. But he's not in the future, is he? I don't believe he came with us, no. No, okay. I don't remember if he dies or why he's not there. Yeah, but... he, he went back to uh, to help out uh, Laurel, to stay with Laurel <laughs> and raise the baby. Well, no, he didn't get oh, to okay. raise the baby. No, he, he's, he's in Section no, 31. No, you're right, he did. He's, he stayed with the Klingons. Yeah, he's, well, I think he's in Section 31, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or that's, a little, bit, li- little bit of both. Well, so I think that happened that he, no, he's not both. Well, I mean, a little bit of both, but he, he can't hide, he can't show his face among uh, anywhere in the Klingon Empire because uh, Laurel purported to have killed both the baby and him. Oh, okay. Not to, not to get too ahead of ourselves. As we get kind of pulled back into the episode a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Tilly's, Tilly's little speech. I guess. I don't know. You keep reflecting on that. <laughs> she goes back to him about she 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 goes on about the darkness inside and, mm-hmm. and just like I was I was just brought to like an epiphany when I realized that she, what she's talking about is we create the universe around us. I was like, oh, that's the way that I say that. <laughs> okay. So like, okay, so wait, so what if? So I was thinking, so like, what if? Okay, so what if? What if? What if it's really, really, actually? Okay, I'm thinking this during like the scene where like he's like really, you know, Tyler's like really in Burnham's face and everybody talking. Like, what if it's actually still Vogue and he's just become a really good actor, like the whole time? Well, after that's this? yeah. That that's one thing that I'm trying to figure out during this whole episode is he. It's it really is Vogue, but he's kind of trying to hide himself again. Yeah, but he's he's doing a really good job. Like maybe he's a better actor. Yeah. <laughs> Than, than Tyler is because Tyler was trying to pretend you know like everything was cool but Volk, Volk every time Volk came out Volk just came out and did Volk you know like there wasn't any question about it <laughs> so like maybe yeah. now Volk has figured out like how to impersonate uh, Tyler, Tyler. And do it extremely well because now Tyler's Tyler's will is gone and he can just like slip into his consciousness mm-hmm. I tell you what I I love how at uh, 4619 uh, Nate, I'm just going to say it Name drop is name drop. Uh, who'd be name drop? Um, well, it, she started off with uh, Captain Archer. Sure, and, sure, yes, yes, yes. And she even named it the whole thing USS Enterprise and NX01. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, did. she definitely she tied us back together. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred years ago. So, 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 I was thinking originally that okay. So, that when they, first of all, when they bring Giorgio out, and that that interest, the interest music is real, real wild. Like it, it kind of yeah. lends like a totally different sense to the moment than I would like them to have. Lent. I would like them to have lent like a music where it's light and like uh, well, uh, it, there, there was some of the kind music of that almost kind of connected me to the Imperial March. That yeah, it was it's exactly the Imperial like it's definitely elements of the Imperial March intentionally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I would prefer to, like okay, so there's a moment where Kayla turns around and she smiles. You know, like like oh my God, it's Captain George again. And so like some people are <laughs> some people who don't know no no in the know are, yeah, yeah. are fooled that that's actually George O. So I would yeah. have preferred the music to have lent the light of that and that way uh-huh. you know like in, in my in my in my mind i know that it's not captain george o, but they're presenting well, it and... so that we can see it the way that the people on the bridge are, are seeing it you mm-hmm. know like 
Well, and the look that her and Michael share is is like you know those looks that we've referenced before. It's like, yep, it's still me, bitch. It's not your mama. Yes, it's me. <laughs> yeah, um, that seems to soften a little bit later on, but we'll we'll get oh, there yeah. one day. We'll yeah, one day. There's there's so much to so much to come on uh, on this show. I really like two <laughs> minutes before the ending come. of this show. I thought that uh, did we get we went we went all the way for a dick joke. Is that what you just said? That's good. No, no that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> we, we can we can use all the all the jokes that we we can. I I, f- I felt very <laughs> like clinical during this episode because I I like I had so much uh, uh it, it inspired so much thought in me that like i i don't know it's just like it was all about changing being you know changing and being inside and being outside and you know seeing the seeing the picture and seeing the trees you know what i mean yeah yeah it's a, a lot of a lot of heaviness there's a lot of heaviness to the episode that's what i'm saying i i saw a credit that said something about midi and i'm like wait a minute midi what I think that it's still like an industry standard for sound. Okay. Um, I don't know why or what exactly that means, but I've heard it repeated enough and like in in modern well, modern I mean, times that like it seems um, to give me that that's what that is. Speaking about name drop. Sure. Uh, the YouTube channel LGR is making some really good MIDI music with his MIDI Mountain. Well, so. there you go. Well, there you go. Um, he's doing a little bit of a D- DJ kind of electric kind of stuff. Cool. Well, we could drop a link down down to it below. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be recalling all these all these links. We need to drop down below. And yeah. I'm gonna be like, wait, it's, what? What? Yeah, oh, no, it's yeah, gonna be. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have to. Like, it's, it's gonna be great fun going back and actually adding all of the links. Yeah. Some sometime in 2022. No, no, no. Come now. Don't do that. Don't don't do that prediction <laughs> thing. You did the prediction thing last time, and here we are. But uh, but uh, yeah. It's it's uh, we're we're getting closer to the day. Let's um, maybe maybe on that day when that day comes, you know, when this episode is released, we'll be able to check it on mailbag. If it is, here it is. Okay, so so in the absence of knowing whether or not there's a mailbag in there. <laughs> um, I thought of another. S- 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 is it a session? No. What's it called? Our little show. Uh, what, what, oh, like I don't know, a like segment. Segment. Yeah, yeah, I thought of a segment that we could do, but now oh, what's that? I, I lost. Well, I lost it, and then maybe it'll. Uh, as soon as I brought it up, it, I didn't know what it was. Make sure, you, make sure you write it down next time. Uh, you know, we had yeah. that. Uh, we had the uh, haiku thing. We haven't really. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we kind of dropped that one. Yeah. I've never been been very good at haiku. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, I think it's a season three onward thing. So maybe I can add them in or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, also, I, I mean, another thing I have to do is go through and I pick episode titles. Like it's going to be like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll pick something because I'm corny, right? So I'm going to pick a, a phrase that we that some somebody used during the episode. Yeah. Well, I I, I noticed that you tried to connect uh war and uh waging war because we talked about oh did you like that waging the episode yeah Yeah. it wasn't too bad yeah we we did wage war on this episode though we we did this episode like justice more than uh we usually do episodes of star trek justice we usually uh talk about lots of other things during the episode i think but uh this has been fully fully this episode speaking of haiku i actually acquired a book that has some haiku in it but there you have nothing to do with star trek well that's unfortunate all you have to do is replace things <laughs> just, just pick and replace andorian oh. ambassador <laughs> oh it was a tellerite my bad <clears throat> not uh, you know spoiler sweetie so listen uh so i think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's time, it's time to call card. it man yeah, yeah there's right. there's lots of bingo stuff today uh i i don't remember what they are uh, they'll likely be down below because it's not going to be until uh you know much later from now so this has been star trek discovery season one episode 14 the war within the war without hey what's up next time for us next time we will be discussing star trek discovery season one episode 15 the season finale of season one Will you take take my my hand? hand? I don't know in what, but... In mine. Come now. (laughs) Okay. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. AMF. See you next time.
wasn't too Support the continued making of this show through Patreon.com. Let's Talk About Treks is a production of Anodyne Relay supported by the Star Trek fan community of listeners like you. We review the copyrighted works of Paramount CBS's Star Trek team, of whom no copyright infringement is intended. You can reach us via email at email at letstalkabouttreks.com. You can leave us a message at area code 202-804-6312. Our producer is David Moody, and our writers, Jack and Earl, are on Twitter as at Trekstalkers, and would greatly appreciate the obligatory like and subscribe from wherever you're listening now. We record on Lenovo computers with Zoom, mix with NCH Mixpad, and master with Kakos Reaper. Our intro, outro, and interstitial musics feature samples from Awakening by Waterboy from Pixabay.